Hi guys and welcome back to Voice Notes. If you're new, welcome. I'm Brianna. Um and today I'm going to be talking about the mid 2000s. That is 2013/2014 to 2016 with an old to 2017 in music. I'll also be touching on pop culture, social media, um and fashion. Um, now, for, but first, I want to talk about what had me so upset. I recorded, or I thought I recorded an episode on the Grammys, the Grammy nominations that came out last Tuesday. I was, I think I was about half an hour in, like I was talking for days and that's when I realized that nothing was recording I was like, fuck this. Um, so I scrapped the whole thing. I scrapped the whole episode. Um, I don't have no motivation to do it anymore. Um, so that will not be coming out. If I find myself in a slump with no topic to talk about, then that's when I'll talk about it. But I'm not I don't think I went to have the same enthusiasm that I did initially. Plus the the period to release that is gone too, so like what's the point? I'll just talk about the Grammys when the Grammys come around. So that was my thing. But now this was from last week. I I was so early and I was after that happened, I was I was just like fuck recording period. Like I didn't want to record anything anymore. I had to scramble to find a new topic. Um Luckily, I was thinking about the mid two thousand and how like that was my favorite period in social media, pop culture, etc., etc., and music too. So I wanted to talk about it, and I decided to do a whole episode on it, um, because people are now starting to appreciate the mid two thousand tens, um. But I want to add to that too. Like I know we've seen threads, we've seen pages even dedicated to two th- the two thousand tens in music, fashion, and pop culture. Um, but I just wanted to throw my two cents in there because this was my favorite period. Well, my favorite period in music where I was like alert and really in um experienced it in real time. Um so I wanted to talk about that today. Um I'm I have a lot of notes here but I think I'm going to cut it down and talk about talk about one the things that were like really relevant and two people that you guys would actually well, most of um, you guys would probably recognize or remember because if I were to go into the people that I was listening to mainly, then everybody would be confused. And then at that point, it would be like, what's the point? Um, and I don't want that to happen. So I'm just going to talk about the... the um, the relevant people because it's a lot to go through. I have a lot of notes here. Um 
yeah so a couple of notes these events that i'm going to be talking about are not in chronological order <laughs> order um i don't have the time to put them in a sequence i'm so sorry like i don't have the time for that but i will put a timestamp or try to put a timestamp on everything um yeah so i will be just pulling up my trusty old google <laughs> and um we're going to get it started next yeah yeah, don't need because I'm not gonna be talking about people that you guys like probably never heard of because they weren't mainstream. I don't think they were mainstream at all. Um and yeah, so I'm just gonna be talking about the standouts. Um yeah, so like I said, this is the I mean to be talking about this period in music in particular because it's my personal favorite because it's the one i i experienced alertly and in real time and i enjoyed every single bit of it now everything wasn't all good the music wasn't all good the fashion wasn't great at all (laughs) um but i i wanted to to just talk about everything because i enjoyed everything like um it was like it's like it it almost was like and and it's like near and dear to my heart because I was a teen in this like in this time too I'm still a teen, but I was in my early teens, so I was in like my if that was any time to be a stand, that was the time, and then there were people around that you could stand too. Um, so yeah, um, so hold on, I'm just making that, um, yes, so, first, firstly, yeah, I think I, I think I think I hit everything like all the notes I wanted to hit. So, and also this is the last good period in music, last good period in, I wanna say culture, all around where fashion and pop culture and music and and media just came together so beautifully. Um, and I will be talking about the rise of Instagram during this period too, because it all, it all is connected. Like it all came together in this one beautiful union and I'm going to talk about it. Um, so yeah, firstly, first we're going to be talking about some white people. (laughs) Firstly, Calvin Harris, David Guetta. Avicii, rest in peace. Um, they had superb runs as electronic and house producers. Um, um, David Guetta and and, and um, Nicki Minaj, their little period was doing this time, and then they came back with Hey Mama in twenty fifteen. Um. 
2015, I believe. 2014. So, it was that long ago. Wow. I thought it was later than that. But anyway. um, Yeah, they had their little run during that time. He was on top of the world. Um, he he actually hit his prime just before this period, but he still had an amazing run through the mid two thousand as well. And you you just can't take that away from him. Um, Calvin Harris. Um, this is what you came for with Rihanna. Um, what else? Just a bunch. He was all over the place. He was all over the place. Um. His and everything he put out was hitting, and then like everything. And Avicii, rest in peace. He was one of my favorite producers as well for electronic music. Um, I I can't remember the name of the song because I I left this era like a while ago. But he had this um song with this obscure artist and it was like my literally my favorite song in that period like of that year so yeah honorable mentions i don't know how you pronounce his name kygo their cloud nine album that was released in 2016 i believe 2016 2016 their the entire album the entire album please the entire from top to bottom phenomenal phenomenal one of my favorite albums of that year stole the show raging firestone um carry me stay had me in a chokehold and Oasis too had me in a chokehold. Um, like I haven't listened to them. I haven't listened to their um, projects after this. But that album, it was such a. It had the ability to make you feel good, and then put you in your feelings at the same time. And I, I loved it. I loved it. Like um. Period. <laughs> um, Alesso too. He and um, I was just listening to the song like two nights ago, when I was writing this up. Um, <laughs> he and uh, not disclosure. It was not disclosure. Um, let me go find the song. He and Alesso did a song with her. It's called Under Control. One of the best songs of that year. And it was released in 2016. Um, no, he and um, Calvin Harris. Alesso and Calvin Harris. Anyway, it was released in... It was actually released in 2013. Oh, my bad. Um, I found out about it in 2016 because that's when I really started to get into that type of music. Um, I loved it. I loved it. Um, one of my favorite songs of that year. 
Um, I was listening to a lot of electronic house dance music during that time too. Like, and it just, it makes you feel good. Like, it makes you want to get up and, you know, move and dance and all that good stuff. Disclosure. Next honorable mention. How deep is your love with, um them and calvin harris and i forgot the vocalist name i think her name is ina i don't remember her last name though um because they did not put her in the thing you know where it says um calvin harris and disclosure featuring and then put her name in the i just found out like a year ago that that lady was forgive me for not remembering the name um let me go look it up. It is a sample of BG's How Deep Is Your Love, but it's the superior version. I'm sorry. Like the original version was not hitting on anything. <laughs> I think it was released in 2015. And it was like had me in a choco. Like I was I think I, I was telling everybody about this song. Well, everybody that was interested. <laughs> um, Ina. Yes, I was right about the first name. Ina Roldson. I think she wrote it too. I think she, well, she did. She has writing credits on it too. Um, And I was like, I was telling everybody that was well everybody that was interested that like, and you would be interested in that kind of music i was telling everybody about it because i wanted everybody to go listen to it <laughs> um and next honorable mention is a luna george their song with um popcorn um i'm in control please their album i remember please like phenomenal like phenomenal um i think i think um i'm in control was a single from that album i think it was the lead single from that album um that's when popcorn was breaking into the international market too and i loved it i loved it because he had this song with this other white girl <laughs> no well the, the vocalist in alone is i think she's mixed but the producer is white but anyway <laughs> um tia this i think her name is ivy um and i was like he ate he always he always eats on um international features he always eats on features like his feature catalog is one of the best um but the international check check good news intercourse please eight eight um yeah other producers who had a great run during this time i think this was just the era of producers like clean bandit major laser zed jonas blue martin garrix who had a phenomenal run i think between 20 for 2013 to 2015 probably when he was collabing with Bieber, Rex, um, Tro Troy Sivan 
who I will also be talking about briefly. Um, yeah. In the name of love, would be Burek to have the girls in a chokehold. Um, and I'm going to talk about Baby Rex's run too because she had an amazing, I think, two years. Um, when the, when the rise of the seal sounding singers, yep, had a, an amazing one. The girls were eating her up, her and Halsey. <laughs> um, Major Lays, I talk about, I talk about Major Lays already. Major Lays are one of my personal favorites. Um, still to this day. Their album, the album that the song with Ellie Gold, Ellie Golden is on, um, with the one with Ellie Golden and, and Taller Sally, it's not the revolution. <laughs> um, Peace is the mission. Wait. Extended. That album... Please, Cold Water with Justin Bieber. Um, he had they had a pre a brief period with a few songs with Emo as well. Um, and Run Up with Party Next Door and Nicki Minaj in twenty seventeen. A phenomenal run, a phenomenal run. And then that song on the Hunger Games soundtrack with Ariana Grande. All of you love one of her best songs to this day. One of her best songs. Um, and yeah. And speaking of Ariana Grande, I'm going to go into Dipper, who also had a great bond. Um, I have to, I have a bond to pick with Dipper because why wasn't the song with, um, um, Ariana Grande release. It was called um, In Your Hands. One of her best songs. And it's not, it didn't get an official release. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. One of her best songs. Um, it could have, I think it could have fit right into, no. Because it has a soca kind of vibe to it. It could have been a single. If she wanted to try, that was something new for Ariana. If she wanted to try something, that would have been it. Um, Flume also had a great run as a producer. Their song with, I don't remember the person, but um, I have it. Um, thank God that I still have this um, <laughs> this memory card because these songs are all on there. So. I, Never Be Like You, a radio hit. A radio hit. They also released another song after that. That was also a radio hit. Um, These producers ruled the radio between 2013 and 2016. Ruled the radio. Um, Next, the Dangerous Woman era. Her best era and album to date. Into You... Um, my favorite on that album, the one with Lil Wayne. Um, I don't think it got the recognition. I don't know how well it did in the U.S., but it went number one in my house. It went number one in my house. Title track, Side to Side with Nicki Minaj, please. Let Me Love You with Lil Wayne, 
please her best album her best album to date that's the most out of that's the most out of the box she went the only 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 time other time she did something like that what was was with thank you next the single and then she went right back to not pushing the 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 envelope like but I really I thoroughly enjoyed Ariana to during that time too. Um I didn't follow her on social media, I didn't keep up with her. Um but just the allure of her during that time alone was enough to draw you in and keep you there. Like her and her team did amazing during that time. Um and then her Christmas and Chill album. I think this was twenty seventeen. Yes, I was in I was in um fourth form when this came out. So I think it was twenty seventeen. Um, grade two. Yeah, she just had she had a bit the um twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen the best years in her career thus far. Other than the year Thank You Next was released. Um, that was commercial. Um, I think she saw, she, she definitely saw her, like, the most commercial success with Thank You Next. But, um, 2016 and 2017, her best period in music, in my opinion. The best years of her career. Um, and, and also during this time, this was around 2015, 2016. No, this was 2016. I know for a fact. Dua Lipa and Zara Larson came on the scene. Now, Dua Lipa, we already know what happened to her. Became a pop star. Um, global superstar. Um. Future Nostalgia. And... With Future Nostalgia, her entirely too long debut era. But it was great too, especially in 2017. With Blow Your Mind and Hotter Than Hell. No, I think she really, she may have released Hotter Than Hell the year before. I'm not sure. And then New Rules came along. Please. I don't, I don't have too much to say on Dua. Um and then she followed it, she followed it up with Future Nostalgia, which is also a great album. Um I prefer the the songs on the what's it called? The Moonlight version of that album. The Moonlight Edition. Um the first like six songs didn't really impress me until I th- until I think Don't Start Now. I'm sorry, um, but Zara, I really thought she was she and Dua was gonna go in the same direction because she released her debut single in twenty sixteen. I don't remember. I think it's Lust for Life or Lush for Life. No, it's Lush for Life. Had me in a chokehold. I thought she was gonna go places because I thought I thought no, and at the time, objectively, she was more talented than Dua. Um, I had also, I never lost, I never, I always knew that Dua was going to go places, but Zara, I thought she was going to become a global superstar too. And, um, <laughs> that did not happen. 
um that was her own fault too because she tried the black fishing stick trying to copy tinashe and it didn't work it's no it didn't work um but her debut single was great it was a solid single and i thought she was gonna become one of the girls too and um that just didn't happen um, tragic, but I enjoyed it in the moment. It was good while it lasted. World to Kelani. <laughs> Next, the era of all the eras of all eras. The pink print slash Beyonce self titled eras during twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. I don't have no words. I don't have no words. I was as in love with it then as I am now. Um, like, the feeling myself, flawless collabs, songs of the year, songs of the year. Um, I think feeling myself, I'm not gonna say entirely too harsh, but ti- I'm gonna put this on title. Title wasn't shit for not releasing that um feeling myself video. The song was already huge as is, but even if the it was released today, even if it was released today. It, it would have, like, it would have made it real. Like, the song was already huge as is, but the video was would have just been the icing on the cake. Like, I watched the video for the first time, the full video for the first time last year. Last year, and I and it's an amazing video. Their 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 um their friendship was just like building. They were at Coachella that year. Um they performed it all over the place. It's still like even feeling myself flawless is such a staple that it's performed to this day. You know, um artists usually perform their songs in that era alone and just leave it there. It can be performed today and it would still have the same effect that it had um then. Um <laughs> I'm laughing because I have the Grammy nominations article open right now. Anywho <laughs> Um Yeah, and I don't have too much also Jay-Z's Magna Carta Holy Grail album dropped in 2014 too with the song On The Run with Beyonce. It was just all like, it was all amazing. The Pink Print is, the, if you listen to my ranking the Kevin Minaj album, I think I ranked that album in the same episode I ranked Beyonce and Rihanna's albums. I'm not entirely sure. This was season two. Um, yes, it was season two. 
And I ran that I changed my mind. The Pink Print is Nikki's second best album to Pink Friday. It objectively I would understand why you would say it's her best body of work today. Because she gave us something that has not been seen in rap since the miseducation of Lauren Hill. <laughs> Period. Period. You can say what you want, but she added another layer to it because Lauren mixed rap with R&B. She's one of the very few rappers that have been able to pull that off. Nicki added pop into it too. It was a very cohesive album. The storyline was great. The rap itself was great. Lyricism on 10. Um, Once I'm more is one of her best songs to date. Um... And she got she saw great commercial success as usual. Also, we can talk about Nikki has been one of the only artists to see great um commercial success in every era of their career. But I'm not gonna give Nikki too much right now because she's on some other shit. Um but I'm always going to give... When it comes to the music, when it comes to the rap, you cannot deny that Nicki is the best. Mm, not one of the best. And I'm not talking about female rappers. Rappers, period. Um, The Pink Print. Also, too. Um, just the... How it resonates. The Pink Print has heart. The Pink Print, other than Pink Friday, is the only Nicki Minaj album that has heart. It has character. It makes you leave feeling something. It's one of she's. It's one of only two albums of hers that does that. And that's just it. Beyonce. It it was about sex. We know the album is a sex themed album, but it's. Also one of her best. I think I ranked this at second to four. Yes, I ranked this at second to four. Because her top three are four um, self-titled and <laughs> almost say B-Day. And um, Lemonade. B-Day stands by me because it's just not the best. If, if the if b day got remastered maybe we can talk but you can tell that the album was made in three weeks <laughs> i'm so sorry you can tell that it was made in three weeks um like it's one it's i think it's her best era to date i will not deny that but her best album eh, no um yeah, but self-titled that era too, Drunken Love. Um what's the other <laughs> Drunken Love, Pretty Hurts. Um I'm trying to visualize the track list and I cannot. Speaking of Drunken Love, the Drunken Love remix with Kanye West. I know Kanye but Kanye ate Jay-Z right up. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, (laughs) 
Anissa Super Figgy Ho, then go for being a stripper to a super CEO. Like, please, like, please, eight down, eight down. And then the deluxe with 7 Eleven Flawless Remix. Flawless, or, Flawless Original 2. It was it was short, but eight. Um, um, what else came out of the deluxe? Like, um, standing on the sun remix, please should have been a single. It was a number one hit in my house, even at the time, even at the time. Jamaican radio ate that song up as it should have. And American radio should have done the same. It should have been a single. It should have been a single. Um, I don't understand why it wasn't. Hmm. Um, but it should have been. And I think Mr. Vega said the same thing too. And I agree. Um, yeah. That era was just. I was in second form. I remember when the song came out. I remember the day when the song came out. And I was like. Oh my gosh, like, because I I became, a, I would say, a casual fan during this time, right after four. Um, but, man, like, I wasn't in, like, I didn't have, well, I didn't have a Beyonce fan page. I'm not gonna say whose fan page fan pages I had, but <laughs> um, like I was a casual fan, but I was still like, oh my gosh, like two of my favorite artists have collabed, and I loved it. Um, still to this day, like we need a reup, we need a reup, um. The what the world and, and and cup culture is is more two thousands right now, but I can't wait for the mid two thousand tens to come back. Like, jogging pants, Tim's galore, beanies galore. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's camp. It's camp. I'm sorry. Those emoji pants are camp. I would never wear it. I'm so happy my mother and grandmother wasn't with that bullshit. <laughs> I would be so embarrassed. It be I would be so embarrassed. But it's camp. I love it for you. I loved it for you. Um, I never wanted to the the and bucket hats. <laughs> bucket hat down like. <laughs> um, I was having the time of my life. Also in my personal life too. Just everything just lined up during that time, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, just that time. Like I never wanted emoji pants even then, but <laughs> um, I remember a sports day. Like I think it was no, this was in second form. Um. And I saw emoji pants, and I was like, mm. but now I'm like, it's, it was camp, it was camp. Um, let me tell you what defined 
that day and then just that year um emoji pants joggers um <laughs> tins um iphone 6s iphone 6s um bucket hats um i said wash jeans high-waisted jeans with the 50 million buttons <laughs> I fell for it. I'm not gonna lie. I never had the bucket hats, never had the jogging pants, never had the Tims, but the high waisted jeans with the 511 buttons, I fell for. I succumbed. Um, that filter, um, I don't even remember what it's called. Retrica. <laughs> um, blown out hair. Um, Tribal pants that I also fell for. Sneaker heels that I also fell for. Uh, <laughs> and Instagram. And Snapchat with that damn... I don't even remember what the name of the filter. I don't think it had a name. But you guys know the filter that you guys were using to make yourselves look brown. I fell for that as well. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> and memes. The original version of memes. <laughs> like, please. Loved it. Now I understand why their entire fan page is dedicated to the mid-2000s. Because everything was great. Everything just felt... Everything was so lighthearted. And I talked about this on my story today. Because there's a thread on Twitter of social media doing... 2012 to 20 2011 to 20 2016 and um i was like everything was so light-hearted and fun and interesting and that doesn't happen anymore nobody's interesting anymore the eight girls grew up and then no new generation of eight girls came along um yeah it's tragic also, sewings. I got my first sewing. I think it's twenty, the summer of twenty sixteen. I believe. No, I think I had weave. I think I had like those big twists during twenty summer summer sixteen, summer sixteen views Drake work Rihanna. I'm gonna talk about that too. Um. Um. What was I talking about? I got. My, no, I think I got my first sewing in 2017. In summer 17. No, some, something else. Sorry. It only sounds good with summer 16. Um, <laughs> I think I got my first sewing during summer 2017 too. And I was obsessed. I got it twice that summer. Like I was dressed to the nines. My hair was did. My nails were were done. <laughs> And I was killing the girls. I was killing the girls. Um, yeah, but anyway. Next, Fetty Wap's reign. Trap queen alone. Deserve to go diamond. She my trap queen. La, 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 la. <laughs> also, Fetty Wap, trap queen. Lifestyle by Young Thug. Hit the Quan. Whip and Nene. This is when challenges were good. Dances, cha dance challenges were good. <laughs> like, I was watching this episode of Family Feud the other day. 
one with Jojo Siwa and um that Charlie and her family. And Charlie was walking up to the the podium and she hit the wall and I was like, What? That that's when I realized how stupid it looks in real life in a real life setting. In social media, when we're just in the chasm, chasm of social media, it's fine. But outside, when you hit, when you get to real life, in real life, you you have to let that shit go because it looks stupid. Um. Also, I'm not gonna do too much on her. Um. This is not for her in particular because she's a minor. Um. And we don't bully kids. <laughs> um. But leave that shit at home, cause it don't look right in in real life, especially in a in a place like Jamaica where social media does not exist outside of social media in almost any capacity. Um, you have to leave that shit at home. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. Next, Fetty Wap. Yeah, back to Fetty Wap's reign. Um, I remember the Trap Queen video. Um, I don't I'm not I'm not a watcher of music videos. I don't have the attention span, I guess, for it. Never been never been one to watch music videos until just very recently. And even now I'm like Um I don't really have the but during 2014, I was watching a lot of... I remember searching, hunting down the whole place for that Feeling Myself video. Until I found out it was a title exclusive. <laughs> um, but yeah. Trap Queen alone. And he also had a, like a few other hit singles too. That I don't remember the name of. Trap, Trap Queen was 20... 13 I believe I believe it was 2013 I believe it was 2013 um next August Alcina's debut era we have to talk about it no love with Nicki Minaj still a hit still a hit still a hit um unless you know I'm here to save you me and the girls we ain't the same boo you know I hate it when you leave me Please, like, I'm not gonna sing too much because you know, I'm not trying to get sued, but yes, like, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even gonna attempt to, um, try to hit August's vocals, but yes, there is a blackout that I saw on Twitter today in that same thing I was talking about earlier, um. That black and white picture, I think it was biting his lip. Had me in a chokehold. Had me in a chokehold. Like, he was a true heartthrob. Like, and then, you know, he just fell into obscurity. But he had an amazing one. It's a shame that he hits his peak in his debut. Um, but it was an amazing peak. <laughs> and he was with. He was um friends with ugh, Trey Songs, I believe. And then people in Young Money. Um 
yeah. He had an amazing run. And I, it was two years, 2014. No, I don't even think it went beyond 2014. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If it did, it didn't go beyond 2015. But it was an amazing run nonetheless. Um, B.O.B. It was like just before this. But B.M.P. was having hits on top of hits on top of hits on top of hits. The industry's best industry plan. Well, the industry's best plan. But, yeah. And it was not even just out of my mind. He had songs with T.I. He had songs with Taylor Swift, every damn body. And it was all good. It was all good. Um, There was just before this time I'm talking about. But still noteworthy. Still noteworthy. The Lord also had a great run. Well, with one single. But it was a great single. Well, one major single. Because he had, he had other songs that, you know, were hitting on something. Um, Yeah. Y- Next, YMCMB. Young Money, Cash Money, Billionaires. Please. Those, those damn YMCMB hats. <laughs> Drake and Nikki was everywhere. Speaking of, somebody that was in that thread I was talking about earlier, um, I may link it so you guys can go look at it and, you know, jog in memory. Honey Cocaine. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you guys remember her, but she was hanging out with... She was signed to Young Money, and she was hanging out with Tyga and, 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 and the rest of Young Money. And I was like, oh my gosh, what happened to her? Turned out she got shot. She got shot, and that, that's when she fell into obscurity. Um, She didn't pass away, but um, she got shot. Because I was wondering, when I saw the picture, I was wondering what happened to her. And I was like, OMG, somebody, who shot her? Um, Wow. Wow, apparently she still makes music. I'm going to go check it out later. <coughs> um, yeah, just to jog you guys' memory a little bit, but yeah, Drake was on top of the world. Um, because he released because nothing was the same. <sighs> What's that? Thank me later. Um, that was, I think, thank. I think that Malaysia was 2012, 2011, but still counts. Um, and views, of course. <laughs> of course, we have to count views. Hotline Bling Alone had the girls in a chuckle. Um, he colored with Nyla from Brick and Lace um, a few times, actually. Um, Popcorn. With controller, oh my gosh, the original version. I'm so distraught because <laughs> I don't, I can't find it anywhere. I'm so distraught that I didn't get the original controller because the other one with the Beanie Man um cameo didn't hit as as well as the as the popcorn one did, and I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh. I think it was like a few days after. It, got leaked it disappeared i don't think it lasted a week 
a lot of people had it, but I didn't get the chance to get it. I was like, oh my gosh, I lost the song. Um, yeah. Also, too, the abuser, Chris Brown. <laughs> Allegedly, because I'm not trying to get sued. <laughs> um, He also had a good run with Young Money as well. Um, Birdman was releasing music during this time too. Tiger was still signed to Young Money. Um, tra- no, not whoa, Rack City. Had the girls in a chokehold. Had the girls in a chokehold. Um, <laughs> um, who else? Who else was signed to Young Money during that time? Nikki, of course. Um, Lil Wayne. <coughs> He, you know, he's not that, but, you know. Um, he also, I think, no, Transformer may have been before this. <laughs> Transformer may have been way back. I think Transformer was like 2008. I'm not sure. I don't have the time to look it up either because I'm not too impressed about Lil Wayne. Yeah, the, y, the YMCMB hat. Had the girls in a chokehold too. Um, the, um, I just remember the truck it had, but that had nothing to do with them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Drake had an amazing run during his views era, and then he would collab with um, with Rihanna for work. Um, and he was just everywhere, every damn where during that time. Um, and then, of course, he released those albums with, um, don't you, More Life? More Life is the name of the album? I believe the name of the album is More Life. And then, so I don't remember. Because he released so much shit after that. And I just didn't care for it. Right. The last song of his that I truly enjoyed was Blem. And he was trying to repeat that the views era with that album and it didn't work. It fell flat. Um But yeah. YMCMB during this time and this was from like two thousand and nine to like twenty fourteen. Fifteen that young money was on top of the world um yeah next also along with you know instilling the rap thing the rise of trap music future young thug ritual mcquan Silento, we know what happened to him. Well, a lot of people don't know. Don't look it up, please. He's been on a downward spiral since we've been Nene. So don't choose yeah. family members, allegedly. Um, yeah, the Atlanta rappers were eating during this time, and so were we. So were we. Lifestyle, I don't think Young Thug, Young Thug, and somebody else. Um, Future with, um, I think Future had like two albums this during this time. Um, 
I don't even remember what they're called, but I just I just remember the that he was like in the mix. <laughs> um, I would say this started in twenty thirteen because I think that's when lifestyle came. <laughs> Beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I would say this started in 2013. Maybe it was... Be- no, I think it was 2013 for real. Um, but yeah, Atlanta rap came on the scene during this time. And it's still the only region... It's the region that has the general sum right now. But it's the only region other than um, the south, like Texas and, 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 and those places. Even Miami too, I would say... That still have a regional sound. New York lost its regional sound. Cali lost its regional sound. Um, Philly and um, Bondo's Pars lost their regional sound. Um, and I think I would I would say that may be attributed to rappers like Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj who divested from their regional sound. And, and and um created their own unique sound and that's what rappers today try to emulate. Um, but other things too. I think social media has a large part to play in that. Um, because even regional fashion, um, Jamaica in a Jamaican context, we've been been Americanized. So we don't really have regional nothing no more. Um <coughs> Like we're not wearing our traditional wear, um, all the clothes we get are from foreign. Shein orders come in by the thousands every day. <laughs> I know customs is tired, but anyway, yeah. Next views. Viewers said the girls, yeah, I already spoke about this. I don't really need to go into that, that detail again. But I remember this event. I don't even remember what it was at my school, my high school. And um, when Hotline Blink came on, it was the last song to come on. And we were waiting on it the whole event and then it finally came on i think it played for like two seconds and we were all upset but it came on and the entire place went in a went in an uproar uproar that's how big the song was and then the dab was during this time as well just Atlanta rap was ruling this time, but views and his um as Billboard called it what tropical pop um that's what he renamed dance what's that that's what they chose to rename dance hall Ugh. um yeah, I think that that was Drake's peak. That may have been like his biggest era of commercial success, if I'm not mistaken. And then summer sixteen, um, that he also coined as well. Um, 
a great time for him. Um, that was his beat though because it went. Mm. And the, I, th- I think too the fact that he was going out and 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 making a and uh, just be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have the same, this was his last good album. I'm just going to say it right now. Um, we like Drake because we know what he, what he's going to give every time. And the music, it's going to be good, but it's going to be good. It's going to be fine. Let me put it, it's going to be fine. Um, but It's not giving what it used to. Like, we got tired of the same sound. Like, give us something else. Try something new. I know people like to stick to the repairs and lakes that they're used to, but sometimes it's time to, sometimes it's time to dip in a new lake. And Drake was quite pretty used to that because he even tried the ab- ab- mm, Arabic thing and that, that fell flat too. But, um... He's used to dibbling and dabbling in other cultures, so I don't know what happened. I guess he decided to come back home. Um, they just didn't work out. Uh, I could do an episode on Drake and the downfall, quote unquote, of Drake. Um, he's always gonna see a tremendous success, commercial success, because of who he is and. The fact, too, that everybody likes Drake. Drake doesn't have stands. He has fan pages, but not stands. Not a specific group of people that are going to ride for him no matter what. And that has benefited his career. Because everybody is willing to to listen to Drake. Because in, to the, in the people's eyes, Drake has not done nothing that is worthy them turning their backs on him for. Kudos to him for that too. So yeah, people are always gonna listen to Drake. I will not, millions of people are gonna always listen to Drake. But my point still stands. So things can be true at the same time. Um. Yeah, like I'm, I like I've been through before the dab and rip and nene came on the scene. And then hit the Quan too. That was the trio. That was the triad of dancers that 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 dominated in that period. And you know we loved it. And the I'm trying to remember which ones were which. Um. Yeah, but yeah, you said, yeah. I just remembered. How does hit the Quan go? I don't remember how hit the Quan go. I remember how whip and nanny goes, but not hit the quad. I don't know why. No, that's a doggy child. That's that's way before that. Um, but yeah, they had an amazing run during that time too. Even if they were one hit wonders, like they didn't go out bad by any means. Because you will see those dances from time to time. <clears throat> Next, um, back to the white folks. 
Lord's Run in Pop with Pure Heroin in 2013. A force. A force. She was the very first seal sounding singer, but that was because of her accent. Because <laughs> she's, a, a, you know, Australian. Um, <clears throat> and then after that, they did the, the seal sounding girlies just stormed in. Halsey, BB Rexa, um, who else? Those are the main girls, but there were others. The, um, there were Alessia Cara, like everybody else that came in after that time sounded like that because of Lord's um, Pure Heroin album. Um, Team Royals, um, I'm not going to the track list right now, so you're just gonna have to take that for now, but. Yeah, and then she followed that up, what, five years, four years later with Melodrama in 2017, which was also a great album, too. Um, What's the name of his single? Greenlight, phenomenal. Lord knows how to put together a body of work. <clears throat> Even Solo Power. Solo Power didn't make as much noise as her previous two. But it was still a good body of work. It was still a good body. Lord knows how to tell a story through her music. And um, I have to respect it. Um, She was winning Grammys left and right. Still have the list pulled up. <laughs> um, she was winning awards left and right. Like her debut era was phenomenal. Can't take that away from her. Um... Next, I think I think Katy Perry's Prism era was during this time. Let me check. I yeah, twenty thirteen. Absolutely roar. Um, that song was Juicy J, Dark Horse. <clears throat> Sorry. Like please. Please. She and she. This was what followed up teenage dream, like period. Like, and it was still. It it never had the same. I think fireworks is on this album. I'm not too sure, but let me look at the track list um but this is what followed up um teenage dream and she did it extremely well um birthday make it like your birthday every day <laughs> and this is how we do like come on like, come on um, she has not. She had pop in a chokehold for like a good four years, a good four years, and um, I enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> Dark Horse, in particular, scared me because I was still um 
listening, taking the Illuminati propaganda seriously. Um, and then the album was named Prison Child. So, <laughs> Prism, not Prison. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I still liked it. I still loved it regardless. Regardless of, you know, the conspiracy theories. Like, this time, too, the um, the Illuminati allegations were... I, I think they went out of style during 20, starting 2015. Because I remember the last time I heard anything regarding that, I was in second form, which was 2015. And they were talking about all sorts of people, all sorts of people who made all sorts of um, sacrifices. I'm not going to talk about that too much longer, but you know, yeah. Um, I've been going for an hour. Oh my gosh, I just realized. And I'm still not even, like, nowhere. <laughs> um, Fever, this is when... Cartel broke into the international market. My favorite song of his. I don't know what that says about me, but my favorite song of his. Um, it that's why it went. It charted for a reason. Um, this was during summer sixteen. Maybe maybe in two thousand fifteen, but it was whatever summer. It was the song of that summer. At least on a low in a local context, because it was everywhere. It was a radio hit. Um. Yeah. Also, Demi Lovato was with Shaglowe during twenty thirteen. Um, Demi Lovato had a good few eras with a couple hits during this time. Can't take that away from her. Um. Oh, did I say? Meant they, because they're not identified as they, them. So, pardon me. Um, but yeah, they had a good run. Tell Me You Love Me is still their best album to date. Um, best era to date. Best videos to date. Um, I don't really keep up with them anymore. But um yeah they but but tell me you love it was twenty seventeen so but yeah they had a good run they had a good run yeah yeah sidebar I'm not doing a part two to this because I want I want to talk about other things next week if I'm able to do the research in time um I'm not gonna tell you guys what it's about yet because you guys know. I'm, I never tell you what really is coming on the week. Because I told you guys months ago that there was a fancy YouTube video coming out. And episode coming out. And we're in November. No, we're in December now. This is the first day of December and still. um, Yeah. Also, why am I in this tangent? I still haven't decided about the mid-season finale. You may find out next week because that's when, that's when you know, shit starts. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Bryson Tiller's Trap Soul. <sighs> I, listen, I was not one of the t- Bryson Tiller girls. I, I wasn't. Don't was as far as I went with Bryson Taylor, but Trap Soul had the girls in a chokehold for a good year. For a good year, the era, his daughter, um, um, we don't really see her much of her anymore, but yeah, I think Bryson may have been. A little apprehensive to follow, try to follow up trap so because it really was everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, those trap soul t shirts, um, don't in particular, like everywhere, everywhere. One of the most annoying hits. Other than the one I'm going to mention in a little bit when I get to them. Um, Solange is a seat at the table that has hit, has, has the, that has the hit Prince in the Sky. A staple album in R&B. Solange's talent is not, to, Solange's pen is not to be played with. She's up there with um the the other amazing songwriters she's up there it was her first album since 2002 her 2002 solo solo star album i think that was her last album and then she released a seat at the table and that's when she began naming that's when she divested from um matthew and made her name as a grown-ass woman um there's a video on Solange and how Solange was the last child teen star. And um you can watch that. It's by Black Femininity TV. Um and it talks about Bringing Town and, and, and her songs and stuff like that. But speaking of early two thousand Solange, her song with her only song with Beyonce, Naive, I'm gonna need the collab album today. Today. Because I don't understand. I know they have other collabs. I know they have other collabs in the vault. Drop those or drop the, the, the collab album. Or both. At this point, both. Um, because I understand why the Jay-Z, Beyonce collab album happened. Um... Didn't know as well as it should have, by the way. But, yeah. Anyway, it, there was a past the time for it. It was past the time for it. Now that Talanta is into her sound, and Beyonce is still Beyonce, this is the perfect time for a Solange Beyonce collab album. The perfect time. Um, just thought about the name for the. It's gonna be corny, like we talk. But anyway, anywho, not the time for that. Um. Khalid's American Teen Era, Khalid, Alessia Cara, Bibi Rexa, um, and I would throw Lord in there, had pop in a chokehold during this time. 
I can't believe you guys thought Bill. But I can't believe you guys thought Alicia Carr was black. But anywho. <laughs> you guys see curly hair and go bonkers. But anywho, not you guys, of course. Because I, you know. Where, where, where the intelligentsia went here. But. <laughs> Ella May. Ella May also had, after boot up dropped also on a very annoying case but this is not the one i'm going to talk about this is not the one i was talking about earlier ella may had r&b in a chokehold with boot up to the point where people thought it was going to be an r&b stable and it didn't become one and like they put it up there with the other R and B staples. Like they thought it was gonna be played at weddings and stuff like that. That didn't happen. But when that came out, I went back into Ella's back catalog. Her EPs supersede her album by far. Ready's my favorite. That's the one that bowed up first came on. She went back and put it on the her debut album. But that's besides the point. Artists do that. Um <clears throat> But yeah. Her her album her EP's Troubled Time and Ready. Ready was 2017, but still an amazing body of work. Time, I have to give a nod to Time for Switch Tider alone. I think Ty Dallasan wrote it. But still. One of, if not her best song to date. Um, yeah. But yeah, Buddha was during this. Well, Buddha would have been after. Well, yeah, Buddha put out in after, just a year after this period I'm talking about, but still. Um Her 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 debut album was a solid album, but her EPs were better. Anywho, next Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Iggy Azalea with fancy and the clueless inspired video. 2013, I believe. Made it to XSL, XXL Freshman's List with too many other white rappers, including MGK. <laughs> um, and then Problem with her and Ariana. She had a few other singles too. She fell in not into obscurity, but she fell off her peak after that. But she had a phenomenal run. I I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed Fancy, and that song was Charlie XCX. That's the other song I was trying to remember. I don't remember the name of it, but and that song with Rita Ora, who you guys also thought was black. Like, huh? Anyway, um, yeah. Fancy had rap, but let me make the 
distinction. White rap reigned during this time. MGK, Iggy Azalea, G Easy, not in my house. <laughs> Iggy Azalea stepped one foot in the door. But MGK and, and G Easy, I was lying down when I said I enjoyed G Easy's music. <laughs> That song with him and BB Rexa. Um, that Me, Myself and I song had radio radio was a radio hit. Was a radio hit. And um I was not here for it. I wasn't there. I'm sorry, I was that wasn't there. But anyway, next, next, on to the star. Tinashe. Tuan with Juicy J. No. Was it Cool Boy Q? One of them. But anywho, her first album, Aquarius, is my least favorite album of hers. But it's still great. It's still a great body of work, and not many have the not many people have the ability to pull that off. Where every single one of your albums is good. Now, her most recent album, her first single Pasadena, I was not. I tried so hard to like it because I was like, oh my gosh. I think it's called. I think her album is called 333. Yes, her most recent album. I it's not my favorite. No. 333 is my least favorite now. But I thought I thought um Tinasha was going to come out swinging because I'm rooting for her, but I realized that not every part, not every, as unfortunate as it is, not every artist has a place. And Tinashe is lacking something. Tinashe has the talent. She's a, she's one of the most well-rounded artists I've seen in a while. In a very long time. She can sing. She can dance. She um can write. Like she and she can act because she started out as an actress, um. But the personal something is lacking in the personality. Something is lacking in the personality department with her. She's missing her it factor. She's missing her oomph. And until she finds that, I don't know what's gonna happen for her. I hope she is able to find that until she can stick around. So, anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, But, yeah, during 2013, no, 2014, with this era, she she has us hung with... That man called Player. Um, I loved it. 
I don't listen to it anymore for obvious reasons, but I loved it. That man also had a good um run during this time too, but I'm not gonna be talking about him. Cause you know, fuck him. Um next, on to Grammy's favorite darling. Or used to be favorite darling. Taylor Swift, 1989-2014. And then Yes, I'm going to be talking about that album as well. Um, I have to, I have to bring up reputation in 2017. 2017. 2014. Shake it up, robbed. Feeling myself of the number one spot. No, robbed Anaconda of the number one spot. I have no idea why. I have no idea why. This was when Taylor took Taylor's sound took a drastic turn. Taylor's, you know, Taylor's known for you know her country pop. This was pure pop, and then she took a another drastic turn with Reputation with the um. Rap in rap infused pop. Ugh. The girls were eating her up during that era, though. Tr- reputation, but anyway, this is not about that. Uh, blank space, style, wildest dreams. You can't deny that the 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 music shake it up. No, I was not a fan of Shake It Off. Like, fuck that song. But, <laughs> Style and Wildest Dreams were my favorites from my album. Blank Space, eh. I guess because I had already, as soon as it came out, I got so tired of Because it was literally everywhere. The video was everywhere as well. This was when, eh, Sorry. <laughs> This was when MTV still showed music videos. Blank Space was played every second. Of course, MTV fell off after this time too. After 2015, VMAs with um, Nicki Minaj versus Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Miley, what's good? <laughs> after that, they fell off. But back to Taylor. Yes, had... Had radio, um, was on top of radio, was everywhere on TV, um, in social media, pop culture. Like, Taylor had her pulse on the industry with this. And then, so did her best bestie, Selena Gomez, with her revival album. I... Selena Gomez on the scene, top tier, still top tier. If you ready, come and get it. Na 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 na. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, sorry. But Selena Gomez, Selena Gomez on the scene is still superior. However, Selena also had a pulse, not maybe not the pulse, but a pulse nonetheless. 
on the industry with her revival album. This was with Same Old Love. This was when the last fall. This was the last follow up with her and Justin Bieber. And speaking of Justin Bieber, Purpose also had radio um in a tizzy. And um sorry, um no Cole was on this album. Um Tide Track. Um there was a few other songs as well that I'm not, I don't have the time to check the track the track list. Um I believe Purpose was twenty fifteen as well. I believe so. Um Yeah. Also had this was his peak. Twenty whenever with purpose was his peak. I mean he has refused to accept that because he's all here um telling songs how to cheat the, the industry. <sighs> Anywho a lot of people consider this his magnum opus. I consider journals his best album still. Purpose second best. I'll give purpose second best. <laughs> journals is still up there. Um But yeah. I remember when Starry came out. This was around the time when um Too Good with Drake and Rihanna came out. I think it came out in this on this in the same week. Um, but speaking of that, 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 I'm going to give back a year before, because I just remember New Music Fridays, Beyonce's self-titled also changed the industry, not only with digital drops, surprise drops, but the day when music drop changed from Tuesday to Friday with that album as well. So it was just a, a great year. With that album. Um, but anyway, back to just I remember when Sorry came out. I went to school and I saw if that like for the whole morning girls, people <laughs> were walking around down singing that song. They were even doing the little gyrating the <laughs> You know the gyrate. If you watch the video, you know the gyrating. The the girls in that that video also um was great for um what it was. But the you know you know the little um I don't even know what they were doing. I don't know because I haven't gone. I haven't gone back to listen to a lot of these songs and watched a lot of these videos. So to go back and experience that would be very interesting. Cause I don't know how I would feel about it with my two thousand twenty one mindset. <clears throat> um, but yeah, next Kelani. I want to briefly mention to her 2017 Sweet Sexy Savage. Because, and that was the single I was talking that Not that, but that's what I was talking about. Crazy. The most annoying hit single I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I want to briefly mention that. <clears throat> um 
But yeah, um, that had an impact. <laughs> um, I think I, she did not put it on streaming, which was I thought was very interesting. Um, but I think I have the album on my yeah I do. <laughs> Once it's out, it's out, and that's that's that. Um, my personal favorites from the album, though, are personal, hmm, not used to it, and everything is yours. Three of our best songs, I um, honestly. And then she tried the pop, the pop shit with crazy and distraction. <laughs> also, distraction. This was when people. Um, this was when the gay allegations was, um, going around for, um, Kilani that she did not beat. <laughs> um, of course. And I mean, but anyway, off of their personal life. Um, but yeah, they had a, they tried their pop. And they quickly let it go. But I do want to give a shout out to her. 2015 You Should Be Here mixtape. Title track. One of my favorite Kilani songs. Um, You Should Be Here has. A similar impact on people. Especially people who are in their teens during this time. Like mid teens during this time. It has a similar impact of control by SZA that will also get into because I can't talk about twenty sixty without talking about control. <laughs> um, it has a similar impact. It didn't really hit me the same way. Um, but I I will give it credit that it had heart. It had character. Um, and title track is um. Call me basic, but it's my favorite from that mixtape. I also want to give a shout out to her twenty fourteen Cloud Nineteen mixtape. I think that's the song where the song with <laughs> um Chance the Rapper is on. Um, yeah, was this period the time when that song with him and Quavo and Justin Bieber and Khalid and him came out? No, I think this was after. And then they tried to recreate it. I'm the one. And then they tried to recreate it with the same people with no brainer the year after. Anywho. And Kelani's gangster on the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Um, suicide Squad soundtrack. Yeah, she had a. a, 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 a um, the, the rise of. I think she hit. Her peak with Sisters is Savage. I don't know how she um would feel about that because they've clearly said that that that's that's not their favorite that's their least favorite body of work. That was that would explain why it's not on streaming. Any streaming services. Um I still think why we wait is their best body of work to date. It was it was a mixtape. But just the the videos were stunning. The concept was well thought out. It was very cohesive. The features were very well um 
placed and selected um it was good until it wasn't hmm still deciding how i feel about that not as memorable i will say though as any of her other work but while we wait they definitely were was in there i don't know if it was the pregnancy of course that would have played to a part in it but something i don't know i don't know but something else is in that but anyway this that's this is not about that um but yeah kelani also hit their peak during this time as well but anyway moving on the major key era. I can't talk about 2016 or this period in music without talking about major key. I got the keys. Um, let me go in the track list because there's the song with Drake too. This was his time with when he was when Kylie was um in Young Money's ass because Drake, Nicki Minaj. Lil Wayne was all over this. Um, yeah, I got the keys for free with Drake. Um, and of course, of course, um, do you mind with the 50 million people? Including Nicki Minaj. Um, <laughs> it had August Alcina in there. I think it had Jeremy on there. Um, um, I don't remember who else, but it was. I think it was about seven people. Was anyway? Um, yeah. That era, my favorite, my favorite project, and I say this loosely because I don't, I only have, I only listen to the people I like. Um, Khaled album is, um, suffering from success. Um, but Major Key was great too, and Major Key, even into 2017, Major Key was still, um, on top of the world. Um, yeah. Next, I want to talk about Tiana Taylor before I get into the next one. Tiana Taylor's seventh album came out in 2014. Um, um, I think this this was when her when she just signed to Kanye, I believe. Um, but KTSC in um twenty seventeen. Um, I think KTSC is our best body of work. I would understand if you would say seven. I would actually also understand if you say the album, the one that was released last year. That's actually called the album. <laughs> um, but KTSC is my personal favorite. The be- There's beauty in 
brevity. Um, Rose in Harlem, um, in my favorite, um, work this pussy too, like, please, please, I loved it, I think it was like seven songs, but I loved it, also it was the only one that I actually really paid attention to in real time. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Next, Lemonade by Beyonce, 2016. When this album dropped, it shook the world. Because people were waiting to see what was going to be said about... The cheese in the lamb, which by the way was one of many. This was just the most public, but anywho, because she was singing about cheating since dangerously in love. She was singing about him. <sighs> I mean, I understand. I think the only one album that she has where she wasn't talking about him cheating was um, for. And I mean, Love on Top touched on that a little bit. Happy said our song. But anywho, Lemonade. Um, it's other than um, self-titled, it's her only album where I believe and not even so much. I think Lemonade is an album where I felt like Beyonce was human. Where you felt like she was touchable. Where she felt relatable. The album had character. The, ha- the, al- the album had a... A humane aura to it that drew people in and never let them go. Radio ate this album up for the entire year and the year after. And she got robbed of that Grammy. And they made up for it with Black Parade last year. But still, get it right the first time. Um... Critically acclaimed, consider her magnum opus. Um, it's still four, but we can argue with Lemonade. We can argue with Lemonade. The storyline, her best storyline, her most cohesive, no. Her most cohesive album, other than four, of course. Um, the lyricism... Her best lyricism was on four, but Lemonade brought it too. Um, all the videos, it was a video album. All the videos told a story. And it just all made sense. It had, it just had some form of humanity in it that 
Beyonce didn't bring to her albums before. You know, we heard her damn near crying on some of the songs. <sighs> you know, she expressed a, a wider range of emotions than she usually does. See her, don't hurt yourself on sandcastles. Like, Mama was upset. She took she ripped the gloves gloves off on um on don't hurt yourself, which is one of my favorites on the album. I don't know what said um that says about me. I am a sucker for aggressive lyrics by female artists. I've said this a million times before. Um, pray you catch me. Beyonce always has phenomenal album openers, but Pray You Catch Me has a certain je ne sais quoi that the others don't have. I'm sorry. All Night is up there too. There's another one. Love Drought um, is up there too as well. Um, I'm not really as big of a fan of the singles like um like um I, i'm talking about formation and starring um but they were still great um the, the, those those side swap braids got renamed and the ones that went went to the back got renamed lemonade braids like Come on, come on! Like they did not just have an impact on music, but also pop culture and fashion. Because let me tell you something: that outfit that Beyonce wore in um in the "Don't Hurt Yourself" video, the one with the two piece. Um, short set and those booties, those damn booties, had the girls, and I'm talking about the Kardashian. It's not chokehold for the whole year. Everywhere you looked, that that um style was there. Those damn boots. <laughs> those damn boots. Um. Yeah, Bra the braiding the hair market with braids also took a, a huge boom as well. Um, during that time, yeah, and then Beyonce appeared at the Grammys the year after pregnant. <laughs> gosh but we knew though that was that was forgiveness gift babies anywho not my business um she appeared to grab me's dear before after pregnant and when she leaned back in that chair my heart my heart fell to my feet because i was like and this was live so if she fell it was over with and I was like, oh my gosh. I, like, I was so scared for her. Like, I can't believe. And Beyonce always does some ridiculous things on stage. But that was by far the most ridiculous. Because not only did she have herself to look out for. But she also had 
she was also pregnant. So like, <sighs> and that was the last time we saw her at, at, at Grammys, I think, until twenty twenty. Um, but yeah. And then Jay Z dropped four forty four with five times platinum in debut week. Like, <laughs> also critically acclaimed. One of mm, the only song on there that I enjoy is Family Feud. Like I thoroughly enjoy it, Family Family Feud. And you know, yeah, that's it. I liked Kill Jay Z too. And maybe that was it. But anyway. Um. Yeah. Shifted culture. Shifted. And nobody has gotten it like that. By. People try. To emulate that sound. Or have tried. Um. But. They haven't gotten it quite right. And I mean, that's because Beyonce is one of one. One of one. Um, and like, I'm, we see that influence in Chloe and Holly. You can tell that um, Lemonade and BD are. You can tell that Lemonade is Chloe's favorite album, and you can tell that BD is Holly's favorite album. By Beyonce. Like, you can tell. Um, because they both try to emulate those particular sounds. But, anywho. Had a phenomenal impact on music. The entire, the album and the era. And the tour. Formation World Tour. The only tour to gross over a billion dollars like <laughs> oh i'm so sorry every time i've tried to record this beat my sinus has acted up i don't know if that's an omen but <laughs> maybe it's a sign child but anyway yeah um Yeah, I I mean, I don't have too much to say. And I wanted to dress like that. Like Beyonce and that Daryl herself. So I understand why the other girls took that style up on their heads. But, <laughs> man, the last good year in music. Topped off by Beyonce. And, um... I can't imagine tangent. Well, not really. I can't imagine social media because I didn't have Twitter the night that I didn't have Twitter in twenty sixteen. I can't imagine Twitter when um, Lemonade came out. Like, imagine the chaos and um, with with self titled as well. Like, imagine. And then when Flawless Remix dropped, I can't. I presume that the app broke that night. It must have. Because there's no way. Especially when Lemonade came out. 
And then the video album. Her second video album. Because she did one for B-Day too. But anyway. This is not a... <laughs> This episode is not about Beyonce and I need to end this soon because I don't want to go over two hours. I'm on it. I'm so, I'm so, like, I don't want to go over two hours. But anywho, um, Scissor's Control and the beginning of Mumble and B. Scissor, Scissor's Control is criti- critically acclaimed. Um, had R&B. In a death grip. Not even a chokehold. In a death grip for a good two years. The original control, the one with Passport and I think it was Loved Ones with Kendrick Lamar. The And the one with the original Love Galore is the superior. I'm sorry. I don't even understand. Maybe her label leaked it. <laughs> But that that release was chaotic because it got leaked. And then the, she released the control that we have today. And then it just... um, One of the only albums I know of that did that. Um, I want her to release the original control tracks. Um... Because I pre- I I I I think it would do just as well. Tisa has an amazing unreleased catalog. Um, most of our discography is unreleased. It is it doesn't add up. I talked about this in my, um, the music industry today episode. I believe it's not adding up. How is so much of Tisa's music able to just? be leaked like that we haven't had a leak from of hers in a while except that shirt song <laughs> but yeah the and the emotional attachment that it has to black girls and and um when it first came out i didn't really have that um sort of attachment and i don't think i have that much or as much as other folks um but it definitely um it definitely resonated with a lot of young black girls and i saw a tweet that said that um this was from I think two years ago. That control was for every type of black girl. That every type of black girl and and black person by extension could find something in the album that resonated with them. Um, I don't really have that kind of attachment. Because I haven't been through a lot of the things that Sisa talks about on that album. But I understand. I I don't I don't relate to it by understanding. You know? And um yeah. Sisa single handedly changed the way that R and B sounds today.
with that album. Because after that, we got the Aaron Lennoxes and the... Oh, no, she to a certain extent in there. And the Summer Walkers and and also Cyber. Summer Walker has their pulse on R&B. I know we miss the Cheat and B, but the Mumble and B, Summer Walker has their pulse on it. Because every album hit. And after X for a reason came out, People were like, oh, what is this? Like, imagine if she had a solid lead single. Imagine. imagine I don't know why. I still don't know why I labeled it. Because she literally did not lead, need to do that. Because this was a highly anticipated album. But anyway, back to this. Again, 2016. 2000 had an amazing run. An amazing run. Um... My, the I think the first scissor song I listened to was Drew Barrymore. And then I went on to listen to the album. Yeah, I already talked about Seal Sounding Pop Singers earlier. For example, Baby Rockstar. Who had a great one, by the way? Like, Radio loved her. Loved her for a solid three years. And I can't talk about the Seal Singers without talking about Halsey. Badlands 2015 had, I wouldn't even say a death grip. What's worse than a death grip? I think there was a, a song that I liked. I don't remember what it's called. Not medicine. Not medicine. I th- something along those lines. Something along those lines. Um, I think I still have it on this. <laughs> wow. I didn't have the attachment. I will say I will add colors. No control. <laughs> Don't know where I got medicine from, but anyway, I like that song. I was lying down. Um, um, I was like my eyes off. I didn't listen to Halsey nearly enough as um the masses. Um closer I think it was twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen probably. I don't think it was that late. Um But yeah. She uh, up until after she released Hopeless Fountain Kingdom, which is her best project, like, period. Um, I haven't listened to her after that, but that was her best project, period. Like, period. Um, <laughs> up until that, she had, they, they had... Um, sorry. They have pop. Whatever is above death, the, a death grip. That's what she had pop in. Um, <laughs> and then other notables too, Ira Estrophy. I I loved her. I don't know what happened to her, but anyway, cause Bon Bon. 
I think she said the N-word in that song. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to her since that, so, you know, forgive me. Um, um but yeah. I'm not sure, but I think so. Let me look up the lyrics. <laughs> but yeah, Ira Estrophy, Troy Sivan, Alicia Cara had, ama- had amazing runs. Wild with Wild with Troy and Alicia. <laughs> um I don't want the English lyrics. I want the um, Arabian, Arabian, Albanian lyrics. Albanian lyrics. I want that lyric. Well, I haven't seen anything. Um... But yeah, had me in a chokehold, um, that bun bun song. <laughs> and I love the way she dressed in that video, too. Hmm. Anywho, I love, I like, try, love is a strong word, but I like Troy Sivan's run. I think he was, he's with his wild EP, and I think he really had an album, after either before or after that I don't, I don't know but and that song he did with Martin Garrix in 2015 I believe yeah I loved it um now I don't really I'm not really keeping my ear to the Troy Sivan streets yeah, Alicia Cara and her um Know It All EP album. When I tell you, um that song um here, I believe it's called. Like nobody was touching Alicia during that time. Nobody, nobody, and then she fell into obscurity, which is wow. I think that was her debut era too. So she just peaked in her debut era and then just fell off. That's sad. I think that happened to Khalid too. I mean, Khalid, Khalid, you might see him once in a while, but the noise he was making then, he's not making it now. Like at all. Um, I mean, he saw he had that song with. Normani and then that one Billy, but like after that, what happened? Exactly. <laughs> um, but he still writes, though I believe he still writes for other people. Um, yeah. Also, Daya too. I don't know if you guys remember her, but um, that song with 
Ugh, that song with um, I think it was the Chainsmokers. The Chainsmokers are amazing because they had two major hits. That one with Dea and Closer with Hal's. Ugh. Everywhere you could not escape it. Radio, MTV, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> like you could not escape it. Uh, um, I want to briefly mention people that you guys might not know. Years and years with their song King, one of my favorite songs of twenty sixteen. And then their Palo Santo album, like come on. <laughs> But anyway, back to people that you... Melanie Martinez and her Cry Baby album. 2015. Soap is the best song on it. But Melanie Martinez... um, It was... She's one of those artists that didn't go mainstream. Like, you wouldn't hear her song on the radio. Her song's on the radio... But people were checking for her. People were checking for her during that time. And I I enjoyed her music. I enjoyed her music. Like um not so much because I'm not in that into that kind of music today. But back then, I can't believe 2015, back then. Wow. <laughs> but back then I was here for it. Soap is the best song on that album. I said that before. Emerald Run, the last song I believe it's called, her best song, well, that I have listened to because I'm never listened to one of her projects, but, and her collabs with um, Major Lazer also was phenomenal during that time. And um, that was it for music in 2013, 2012, 2013, 14 to 2016. With I brought up 2017 a lot. <laughs> Um, and then to top this all off, social media and the rise of Instagram, Vine, Musical.ly, oh my gosh, Musical.ly, um, Dub Smash, um, and, and then what was going on in pop culture was hitting too. Traditional media like TV started to take the back burner, but reality shows were doing well. Reality TV was doing well during this time too. Everything was hitting. Award shows was hitting. And VMAs was still like like on top of the game. Um people still had reverence for the Grammys. Like it was just a per that period created the perfect and then that that period has created the perfect union of music, pop culture, fashion and social media. Music and pop culture and social media had the perfect relationship during that time. And you know, the Instagram it girls, Amber Rose and Black China, Leroy Galore, Bernice Burgess. I still don't want to pronounce that. Forgive me. Um, India Love. What I love that girl. I know what pad to I I would not count out what pad. I would not count out what pad. Like Wattpad was also on top of his thing. Everything was just 
hitting on all cylinders and it was all iconic even if it wasn't all good because of course it wasn't all good but it was all iconic it was camp it was camp um and here too can't cut out here um braids and pixie cuts um was on top of everything during this time um I had my particular era late. I had my own era late. But I still had it. Two of my best eras. The sewing era. And the Pixica era. Like, if you went to high school with me, you know. And I had that Pixica for like two years. Three years, I think. Because... I I started it in 2017. I believe. I started getting my hair cut in 2017. My pick my sewing era was between that too. Because I got sewing to like two summers straight. <laughs> and then I had it up to like 2019 so like three years and then i started to grow my hair out and then i went by natural i had a good couple of eras during this time too like <laughs> although it was after this i still enjoyed a fruits of that like remnants of that like i was having a blast too like summer 16 musically like and also youtube YouTube with Lily Singh and Liza Koshi and all those girls. Um, Zoella and um, Bethany Mota and um, then the beauty guru came on the scene too. In I want to say 2015, Jackie and uh, James Charles. Um. Nima Tang, Alisa and Ar uh, Alisa Ashley and, and Arnell Arban, like, like, come on, come on, and then Alia's face in lifestyle, um, and then the the the, the hyper feminine girls, like luxurious girls, that's when they came on the scene as well, um, Kylie Jenner was like. At, in her peak at 16. <laughs> and then she started to date Kyla, Tigan and, and every, everything that just went downhill from there, child. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to end this though because this is getting too bad. Um, but yeah, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Enjoy every minute. Like, I was so... I was so happy. Like, it was the last... It was the first period in music and pop culture, etc., etc., et that I got to experience alertly in real time. And then social media helped with that as well. And I've, there's not been a, a period like that since. It's sick. <laughs> Why aren't the girls giving anymore? Like, we're just settling for mediocrity at this point. Like, I thought we were beyond that. Um, 
But I will say, 2017, although it was not as great, it, it, you can't put 2017 into that period before that because it was very different. It was like it, it had some remnants of it, but it was very different. Like, but yeah, Liam Payne and and um Harry Styles and them were debuted, and then they bro- one one direction broke up during the uh, tw- 2015. Uh, no, they broke up in twenty fifteen because they released their la- they released their last album in twenty fifteen. People were distraught. People were so distraught. Um, I was a fan. But I wasn't one of the folks that was, like, crying and stuff. Like, I wasn't with all of that. Like, it takes, like, a good deal to make me, like, cry. Right? Again, I don't know what that says about me. But, yeah. It had Wattpad in shambles. I remember, like, because I joined Wattpad a long time ago. I had checked it the other day. I joined seven years ago. Now. But, you Wapa was in shambles. Like I saw people making whole like like chapters in their books dedicated to talking about um 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 the one direction breaking up and then when they left <laughs> when they left this was like two year a year and a half before they broke up. Um I was like and the girls were like, and then Zane's debut era in twenty fifteen. Please, that song he has with Kalani, and the album I think it's called Oh My Gosh. I, um, I just I was just listening to it like two nights ago as well. Um. Because the combined of mind is the album. Um, also, Zane got himself in some foolishness too. Um, wrong with Kalani. The best song on that album. He had a phenomenal um debut era. Pillow talk. <laughs> ah. Pillow talk, like he ditched the One Direction sound. He just started talking about fucking and and sex and just every every raunchy thing in the book. But he did it very well. Like he's an amazing vocalist. Like he was One Direction's best vocalist. So Harry Styles is second, and then the other as well. Yeah, but yeah, twenty seventeen. Bun Up, which should have been a worldwide hit. It was a hit in my house. And it was a hit in Jamaica too. But And then Nicki released No Frauds, Rick and Indian Chase and changed it. That tryout of songs, please. No Frauds ate down. No Frauds ate down. I love the Rick and Indian Chase video. Still to this day. One of our best videos. Um... Yeah, and then Harry Styles' debut album, Sound of the Times, had you guys not so cold. <laughs> um, and then the continuation of Dua Lipa's entirely too long self-titled era. Wild Thoughts. Um, Song of the Year, Song of the Summer. Um, 
And I talked about Debbie Lovato's Tell Me You Love Me before. Um, I will say, Rico Nasty's, Rico Nasty's Sugar, Sugar Trap 2 mixtape. This was when I started listening to her. One, I loved um, Nightmare Vacation. It was one of my, it didn't come out last year. One of my favorite projects to drop last year. Um, but Sugar Trap 2 mixtape, go listen, if you have not, that's when I really got into her, like, if you have not, go and listen, my favorite song on it, I think, I think it's AK, no, AR-15, AR-15, um, Kira, I'm OG. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I remember rinsing those <laughs> when I listened to it. But anywho, go listen to Rico Nasty as well. Like, she's a phenomenal rapper. Like, ahead of her peers, honestly. Ahead of her peers. But anywho, that's where I'm going to end this. And yeah, we're two hours in, um, and I've done two hour episodes before, but I didn't want it to be this one to be two hours. But in case I do end up with you guys, then you guys will be satisfied, I'm sure. Um, yeah, that's where I end this. I hope this jogged like your memory because these are some memories. Like this made me so nostalgic, even when I was writing it. Um. Yeah, my allergy that I clean up something fair, so I'm going to leave you guys here. But you may hear from me next week. You may not. We'll see. We'll see because um I'm getting I'm getting into the groove of finals now, um and I don't need the distraction because the next episode I have planned are are um research based. And I don't want to half-ass it. Um, and it's a lot I have to cover too. Because the next two episodes I um are research-based. So I have to like... I don't think I'm going to be able to do that and then study. Because research takes a lot. It takes a lot. Like, And I do want to get my um cards right. I want to be about P's and Q's for, for these next two episodes. So yeah, we'll see. But if you do, then great for you. I may come come and freestyle it for next week. We'll see. We'll see. We'll chat later. But as of right now, this is where I'm leaving, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening if you are at the end. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. And um, you'll hear me in the next one. Bye.